During COVID, we actually began to provide follow-ups for our pregnant moms who did have COVID when they left the hospitals. Um, but we, we expanded that into our moms who have some adverse maternal events so that we provide follow-up for them when they go home and ensure that they're taking their medicines, ensuring that they're seeing their docs for appropriate follow-up. We know that's uh, the right path, you know, part of it, so that's going to be expanded. Hello, I'm Rob Hoyle. Thank you for tuning in to 20-Minute Health Talk, where some of the brightest minds in healthcare help us break down the latest news and development. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Chris Kazuski, and today our special guest is Dr. Michael Nimeroff. Dr. Nimeroff is a senior vice president of OBGYN at Northwell Health and chair of OBGYN at North Shore University Hospital and LIJ Medical Center. Dr. Nimeroff, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Welcome. There's a crisis happening in healthcare, and every time we hear about that, we think automatically of COVID, but there's another one that's happening, and that has to do with women giving birth. Yeah, so, I mean, clearly, in the prior to uh, COVID epidemic, we've... Um, you know, in OBGYN field, we've uh, certainly known and been focusing on this growing crisis of increasing maternal morbidity and mortality in the United States. What's what's even worse, we have a tremendous uh, issue with disparities of care. Our black moms have a significantly higher incidence of adver adverse outcomes, maternal morbidity and mortality. Um, this has really been uh, identified as a major focus, and this was highlighted again in with the COVID epidemic. So, this is an issue that we need to really focus on and we need to find the solutions and us, you know, in our division, our department at Northwell, we are really committed to sort of finding and understanding this problem and attacking this crisis. Any insight to, to why this is happening? So, you know, again, just certainly, you know, our, our, our healthcare system in the United States are under uh, insured populations. Don't come to the hospital early. We, they they, they um, um, don't see the doctor regularly, and they have issues so a, with access to care, and that's one problem that, of course, that goes throughout our healthcare system, right? Um, so clearly, we need to improve access to care, but it goes beyond that. You know, certainly among um, our, you know, moms of color, the issue really goes uh, beyond just access, and it's also related to issues with, um, you know, unfortunately, with racism that still exists, bias that still exists, and certainly one approach to dealing with this problem is really getting our teams to understand the issues really revolve around inherent bias that we all have. And so this is one of the, one of our approaches is certainly training our teams and having everyone on the team take uh, part in bias training to understand our own inherent biases. So, yeah, so there's a this a statistic. Um, American women today are 50 percent more likely to die in childbirth than their mothers were. Yeah, is that really just indicative of the times? Like, how how have we gone from then to now? Yeah. And it so so again, as as we started to talk about what are the causes, right? There are a number of causes, um, not not just um, obviously our insurance, you know, issues with insurance and access. That's part of it. But it, this goes across the gamut for all our moms that we certainly see an increasing incidence of maternal morbidity. And, we, you know, when I say morbidity, it's adverse outcomes, uh, whether it's hypertensive issues, bleeding issues, um, other complications of pregnancy. So what we find is that today, first of all, our moms are a little bit older than they were, let's say, decades previously. So, um, so that's one part. And so our moms certainly have 
significantly higher incidence of comorbidities. So they have other medical conditions, other problems, which complicate their pregnancies. So, I mean, we know certainly the incidence of comorbidities. So once again, having, you know, higher incidence of diabetes, a higher incidence of high blood pressure, other medical conditions, absolutely is a factor. What's unique about the black community in particular is that these disparities in outcomes exist even when we control for all of those factors. So they get close, you know, it, gets, it improves, but it's not where it should be. So that, that's really, you know, one, one major portion, what we, you know, what's uh, felt to be one of the causes. Another problem in the United, unique to the United States is also our cesarean section rates. So in our cesarean section rates in the United States also are higher than the rest of the world, although the world is catching up to us. But our rates are high. And certainly we know that, you know, moms who have section, you know, C-sections and subsequent pregnancies are at more risk for some of these complications. This whole COVID crisis has, has been so much bad news, and and there's some silver linings that always come out of some of the things. And one, of, I think, one of the silver linings is is even though it was COVID affected um, people of color so much more, but it helped to shine a light and and to raise more awareness. Are you hoping that this will help raise more awareness for for women who are pregnant in, in minority areas? Yeah. So again, getting back to the racial disparities, you know, obviously this is this is an unacceptable problem. We have to really ensure that we find a solution for this. And certainly in, in, in the obstetrical space, all right, this has been uh, identified as a, as, a, as a major crisis prior to the whole COVID epidemic. Um, and, um, you know, our national organizations, even our, you know, both uh, the obstetrical organizations, but state, um, the governor's office in New York State, has has under, understands that this is a, a, an unacceptable problem, and and actually last year, you know, so prior to COVID, actually um, organized a group, you know, a task force to study this problem of racial disparities in maternal outcomes. So again, it's been recognized, but certainly, you know, COVID again brought this to the forefront. You were on that task force, yeah, right, yeah. What was some of the work that came out of there? So it was, you know, it was a interesting group that was put together, both of, you know, obstetrical experts, but also of, um, you know, some members of the community to really study and, and really come about what, what are some ideas and, and approaches to sort of studying and looking at this problem. Um, for, it's really a lot had to do with outreach into the community. Um, and, and certainly that is, you know, very critical. Um, we're not going to be successful with dealing with this problem without finding a way for us to partner with the community before patients get to the hospital. And so that was really one of the really big focuses of, of, uh, of that group. Okay. And um, did that in any way um, influence moms here at Northwell, or is that a, a side project? It, well, so it, it did, um, it sort of um, lit a fire under, uh, in, in me to sort of say, hey, we need to address this maybe even more comprehensively. Um, to understand both the causes, what do we think, you know, studying, you know, why do we think this is truly happening? What's, what are the problems? Because it's not just one. And so, you know, certainly we know um, the issues that we have about racism and bias clearly exist and influence care. That's been well studied. And certainly that's part of this problem, but it's not the entire picture. So we wanted to really take and say, let's use the resources of, of Northwell, our collaboration with multiple different specialties and our community partners to really approach us and tackle this from, again, comprehensive way leveraging our resources. Um, 
you know, so this is uh, an initiative that we're very excited about, um, you know, and we're trying to sort of, you know, develop and let's say redefine prenatal care using what's best practice. So, you know, again, developing what's what we all consider have with the obstetrical experts, what should this, what should prenatal care look like? What should care before someone pre gets pregnant? And what should care look like after an adverse event? Okay, because we know that you have one adverse event, well, it's likely going to happen again in a subsequent pregnancy. And what where patients just end up falling through the crack, and it's, you know, again, we need to take sort of ownership of that and help patients and guide them to ensure that they're see, seeing the follow-up that they need so that we can prevent the event from happening yet again. So it's, you know, we're get, we, want, we need to hit it from all sides, from all angles, and, um, and we're going to measure our outcomes. And so, you know, we really believe that with this comprehensive approach, we're going to find solutions that uh, will be, you know, we hope to be successful in reducing, you know, the, that disparate care. So much more proactive than reactive. Correct. Okay. What does some of the training look like for, for clinicians and, and staff? What are, the, what are the, the, fa the things that people need to know? Yeah. So in, in hospital care, and that's where much of the focus has been, let's just say, up until this point. And, and the focus being about uh, management of the adverse events. So if someone ha comes in ha is, and is sick, we're really good at taking care of those patients. Right, we have incredible facilities. The teams are trained. We do simulations with the, with our teams to deal with, let's say, obstetrical hemorrhage, hyper, uh, hypertensive emergency, other you know um, um, medical complications. And so our teams have really gotten you know um, their experience with dealing with the, these complicated problems. Um, so, but the, what we're what this is about is is adding the other pieces to it, which uh, let's say aren't part of traditional care. And it's, it's the care when someone leaves. It's the follow-up, providing resources for follow-up, um, ensuring patients go for follow-up. And then, and again, on the, on the flip side, before someone gets pregnant and early in pregnancy, ensuring that they get the appropriate education that they need and the care. And, and, and again, if, there's, if they have a, let's say, for example, if a patient has a, a hypertension or a cardiac uh, issue, Making, making sure that they see the cardiologist before they get pregnant or at least early in pregnancy. So it's that comprehensive piece. So we are, we've added um, to sort of prenatal care our own risk assessments to sort of identify some of these issues, hopefully early, early in pregnancy. Any early returns? So this is, uh, you know, it's a work in progress. Yes, we do. We, you know, so we, the, our entire uh, program is not fully operational at this point. We, we hope to launch uh, in, in the beginning of the year, in the new year. We have um, really focused a lot on what we've gone live with, and it was related to, uh, obviously, COVID as well, because, again, COVID has also affected our obstetrical population. So um, during COVID, we actually um, uh, began with our partners in Care Solutions, to provide follow-ups for our pregnant moms who, who, were, who, who did have COVID when they left the hospitals. Um, but we, we expanded that into our moms who have some adverse maternal events so that we provide follow-up for them when they go home and ensure that they're taking their medicines, ensuring that they're seeing their docs for appropriate follow-up. So that has started. So yeah, we've been, you know, we're very you know, pleased with that. We know that's uh, the right path, you know, part of it. So that's gonna be expanded. 
How do you stay involved with in somebody's life and with somebody who's going through pregnancy and who is underinsured or doesn't have insurance? You know, how do you make sure that they're going to you know keep up with their part of it? Obviously, it's that's the the challenge. Um, it's a challenge we're you know we're accepting, uh, and um, and 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 I you know thanks to the support of uh, Northwell and our leadership here that understanding that we need to take this on. Um, and it is our responsibility. So we have to use multiple different resources. So partnering with the community, community health workers, the federally funded clinics where some of these patients often go for care. We'll see what, what works. And, you know, this is going to be an ongoing um, uh, program that's going to need to be, you know, tweaked. We have a large group um, of uh, some very smart people, um, you know, on this in, in, as part of this initiative. And uh, I mean, it's open. We're always open to have you know more more volunteers in our program. We keep expanding our you know our different subcommittees who are studying this, and you know we're really open to we're looking for innovative ideas, right? And so part of this program is we're using um, also some technology. So uh, we are developing a, using chatbots, okay, to do sort of automated reminders. And this way, there's there's some automated education and technology around um, tracking symptoms, um, reminding patients who need to be seen for follow-up. Um, and we hope we'll, you know, again, hitting it from all sides will, you know, help us uh, really, you know, uh, reduce the uh, incidence of adverse events. Do you want to move into our knee-jerk reactions? <laughs> Most certainly. Yeah, so we do a segment called knee-jerk reactions where we call it the lightning round. We really just want to throw out an idea. It's going to be a word or a phrase, and we want to get your immediate reaction to it. So uh, let's I'm, I'm really excited about this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been very successful in our 20-minute uh, health talk. Um, so the first phrase is disparities in care. It's a crisis. How so? The disparities in, in care for anyone in our country right, shouldn't exist, right? And here we're talking clearly it's about race. It really is. And, and that's just, again, one more added uh, piece that just makes it unacceptable. We need to find and, and sort of meet this challenge and figure out why we have these disparities. Some, some reasons we know. Some, yes, it's racism. It's years of, of uh, patients struggling with un, underinsurance, poor access. You know, these, we all know these problems, right? But we haven't completely fixed them yet, but we need to address this. And specifically in, in our case for our moms in our community, we, you know, we, we need to do a little a better job. And so that's a task that we're, um, we're taking on. And the next one up with you have is what you kind of talked about. This is, is, is our role, the health system's role. A caregiver, healthcare workers were responsible to care for our, you know, our community. Uh, it's um, all members of the community. And so, um, you know, I know that that comes from the top of our, uh, our organization, that, that, uh, that, that mission, that, and, and certainly that's uh, our responsibility. And, you know, again, in, in, in the obstetrical space, you know, bringing new life into the world is a privilege. And, but having said that, so when things go poorly, it's really, it's devastating for everyone, all members of the team, for the, obviously for the family that has to deal with the problem. And, and the truth is we need to get to our patients earlier. That's what's going to be the next one, maternal mortality. So we'll skip over that. Um, COVID-19. Enough. 
You know? <laughs> well said. <laughs> you know, that's all I can say. It's um, been in, you know, for everyone, you know, it, you don't have to be in healthcare to be had enough um, of uh, the stresses that it plays on, you know, family, you know, for, you know, every, 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 every uh, aspect of life. Um, for our healthcare teams, it's been, you know, there's been, um, it's been a challenge. It's, it's, uh, it's been uh, one of the most uh, interesting experiences, I think, for all of us that we'll hopefully never experience again. Um, and um, very proud of our teams. Obviously, proud of Northwell's role in, in, that we played in in this uh, whole you know pandemic. Um, but uh, you know, one thing I, if, if I have a second, I just want to mention. You know, we, people forget about the fact that you know when we were in the midst of this, um, you know, the 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 real the peaks uh, where our hospitals were take were overrun with uh, really sick COVID patients. The only other service that was uh, in the hospital was the obstetrical service for the most part. We ran at 100% through it. And it was really difficult for our teams. First of all, we had many patients who were affected with COVID, mm. was, you know, who, you know, some, some very severely, fortunately, most weren't. And it was, it was difficult. And one of the things that um, uh, I, I remember, and again, I, uh, it was, it was really special, but, um, it was arranged to have the entire family was outside of someone's women outside of our cats women's hospital, seeing the newborn uh, from a distance through the window. It, it was really a striking, you know, event. And you know, again, you know, the teams, the nursing care, the nursing teams, really, everyone was very sensitive to the fact that this was um, our moms were stressed. Our moms, it was a struggle for our patients, and so, you know, but they really did try you know, at every step to see what we could we do to um, at least make it a little bit, a little bit better, bring, keep that joy going. And, and so, you know, it include this, this, this also went, you know, we, for a while, were transferring our patients to a different unit to recover outside of the hospital um, at some of our facilities. And, you know, how much the teams celebrated the, you know, the births, we, you know, provided what, you know, we provided uh, robes, we all kinds of, you know, flowers. We gave out roses to the moms. We did whatever we could do to sort of make it at least a little more tolerable uh, during, uh, you know, this uh, stressful time. And so uh, there were so many limitations on visitation, obviously for all patients in the hospital, but also for our, for our new moms. Um, fortunately at Northwell, we always, throughout, uh, always supported the idea of having the, uh, that, that the significant other, that the partner, could be in the labor room with the mom, but but um, but we did have limitations, you know, post post uh, post delivery, just were asymptomatic. But this was a really difficult time, uh, with limited visitation, stress on the staff, and, and trying to still sort of keep that sense of normalcy and joy about again bringing the new new life into this uh, chaotic world that we were you know in and. So it was really, um, I'm, you know, very proud of, you know, our nursing teams, our residents, our, all our physicians, the support staff, because it w- it's been difficult. Yeah. We're, uh, we're coming up on the 20-minute mark, and we always like to end our podcast on a positive note. So what gives you hope going forward? You know, what gives us hope uh, going forward is, that, you know, this, as, I, as I mentioned, you know, it's a privilege um, bringing, you know, being, participating in the birth of, uh, of a child, 
And um, again, it's a privilege to help patients through their struggles. You know, those who are having difficulty getting pregnant, those who have a difficult time during, you know, during their pregnancy, have you know, have issues that we have to deal with. So what gives us hope is that we have some great teams. We have uh, a lot of support, and we keep and we keep growing even through even through all what's going on today in the world. We have a number of you know brand new projects, new labor and delivery units, and postpartum units going on at our new South Shore University Hospital. We have another incredible project going on in Staten Island, building really brand new facilities. So honestly, why why shouldn't we be hopeful? That's great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Nimrov, for joining us. And thank you for tuning in to 20 Minute Health Talk. Have a great week and stay safe. Thank you very much. Get more expert insights from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts.